Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast to the Neil Haley Show and the Love Is Podcast. I'm excited to welcome the host of the Love Is Podcast, Kim Sorrell. Kim, how are you? And I know you're excited about our guest. Neil, I'm great. Nice to see you. And yes, I'm so excited. Barney, man, I've been waiting to talk to you. Barney Salzberg, who has written nearly 50 children's books, used to be a singing busboy. That's a story all by itself. But um, I had a dog named Arlo, and I don't know if you can hear my Arlo barking in the background, but he is right now. <laughs> And I love the book that you brought back out again and that Arlo Wears Glasses. It's so good. Barney, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I love Arlo Wears Glasses. I've got a granddaughter who wears glasses. And man, when she first started wearing them, she was not happy about it. It made her feel odd. It made her feel different. And the way you put it, Arlo Wears Glasses together it makes you feel good about wearing mm. glasses. It makes a kid feel good. So thanks for doing that. What? Why did you write that book? <laughs> well, I have to say nothing about busboys because I did start off as a singing busboy, but I did graduate to becoming a singing waiter. Um, uh, I had this unbelievably beautiful uh, stuffed animal of a dog named Arlo, who was an 85-pound golden doodle before they became as popular as they were. And he couldn't catch. He just could not catch. And it was, you'd kind of want to, didn't know if you should be laughing or crying because it was funny and sad all in the same breath. Uh, but he just couldn't catch. And because I've been doing children's books for so long, I'm always thinking, is this something I can make into a story? And I immediately thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if I could give him glasses? And then as soon as I mentioned it to my editor, she said, this is the perfect book to introduce kids to the whole process of finding out they need them, going to the eye doctor and what that might look like. And uh, making it an animal is sort of one degree separated from being a human. And somehow that's an easier way to tell some stories. And I think in this case, having a cute dog go through the experience of being at the eye doctor was an, a, a, an easier way to get that across. So when did you first publish this book? The first time? This book? I, you know, I don't even know. I think it was 2012. It came out as an interactive book, which is why it's so short. Interactive books are shorter than picture books. Um, uh, and it's also extremely expensive to make a, a, an interactive book. And they kind of decided that maybe we should just switch it over because the story was so important. They wanted to have it told and just to keep it going. And I'm so I'm so happy that it's still here because a lot of times that doesn't always happen. So Arlo survived and yeah. it does work as a picture book. Yeah, I'm glad that Arlo survived because <laughs> it, it does. It's it is a beautiful picture book that Thank you've you. done. You do your own art. And you're just so talented. You sing in the shower. You record in the shower, from what I understand sometimes. <laughs> I had one song I did in the, in the, in the, the water wasn't running. I wanted the echo of the shower. Um, okay. uh, actually, that was it was a song I wrote for Arlone's Glasses. You can find a video on YouTube with, with the real dog, but that was the pop-up book for that one. And I did record that in the shower. So you have good, good uh, research on your part. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and this book was done as in collage. So I would draw the dog on a, a thicker, like watercolor paper, and then use an X-Acto knife and cut it out, and then paint it and glue it onto backgrounds that I made. So it has a different feel than a traditionally drawn book. 
And it's got to feel great, the feedback you get from this, right? The kids that are getting, their parents talking about kids getting their glasses and them reading this book, right? The Instagram messages I get from, and photographs of kids holding the book, wearing their glasses, it's really, really satisfying. It makes me feel good that this kind of helped them, shepherd them through, there's a dog pun, shepherd them through the process, although he's a doodle. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's lovely lovely yeah yeah well I, I i would think it would be and it really is great but that's not the only great book that you've done you've done um uh, beautiful oops i love 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 that and now melinda gates has endorsed that as one of the top three i believe yeah. children's books ever written by the hand of man and that has got to be such an honor. What does that feel like? It was amazing. The day that that happened, I got so many texts and phone calls and emails from people really recognizing the power of someone like that, having that kind of feedback. Before Melinda Gates, though, I had met Jamie Lee Curtis in L.A., and she came to the studio to see what I was working on, and she saw what's called a book dummy. I can show you beautiful oops was like this it was what i drew to submit and she was sitting next to me squeezing my knee going this book is going to change your life and she wrote the blurb on that book and that i think helped give it more attention and she was right the book has changed my life so, it, it, yeah, it was, to be able to be your your thing right a children's book author not many children's book authors can say hey this is what they do right and that was a, that's got to be a dream for you to say, hey, this is what I do for a living, right? It, you know, there is not a night, even if I'm struggling on a story, that I don't go to bed knowing that I'm incredibly lucky. Uh, this did not happen overnight. I was a singing busboy and a singing waiter. I ran an art department in a factory wearing a mask because of this cotton dust from all the sweatshirts that they were doing. So it wasn't like I woke up one morning and said, this is what I want to do. And, and money started rolling in. This was a long process. But yeah, I've been doing it a long enough time now that I, I know I'm lucky. But it was not, wasn't luck. <laughs> you have to be in the right place, they say. Yeah, right place, well, right time. A lot of hard work. Yeah. Well, yeah. in your first book, I think you were like 26 years old when it came out. You which was, did you your know, homework. Yes. Ago, yes. And I'm turning yes. 69 in April. Mm. So yeah. that's a couple years ago. Yeah. So. Couple, I say books were printed on rock in those days. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. Um, interesting that you chose. How did you choose to even write your first book? What was the question? What, what inspired you to oh, write a children's book at 26 years old? I um, you know, I I've been writing songs. You can see there's a couple of guitars behind me. Um, since I was eight, that's just something. I mean, the Beatles happened, and I wanted to do that, and I started playing the guitar and writing songs. And I was studying art and music in college. And I, when I graduated, I saw a book by William Steig, who you know from Shrek fame. William Steig wrote. Shrek in his 80s he started writing picture books at 61 and I found the one of his books and I was so taken by the artwork and the story and I thought the story's so short it's almost like song lyrics and I like to draw I got my degree in printmaking and I thought what if I put those two together that's sort of a marriage of both of my loves of writing and 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 I always say putting art to my lyric to my lyrics to my to my stories is like adding music to my lyrics 
there is a, a similarity in in what that does. It 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 illuminates the the lyrics and the text, um, and so there's something really musical for me about the rhythm of a page turn, and it's it's they're, they're really connected. So it was a perfect synthesis for me to find picture books as a way to make a living, and I'm not on the road playing in country bars, which is something I was doing. So I like being at home and getting to do this. It's, it's yeah. A, and so you've been doing it for so many years. What advice would you give new authors that are trying to break out like you did? Uh, put your ego in a box and bury it in the yard because um, <laughs> uh, you're going to have to. And um, to read as much as you can and to be um, open to criticism, but also kind of um, consider what anybody tells you from an editorial position um, before you reject it or accept it. And it's, it, there is a dance, but there's also something called SCBWI, which is the Society for Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Join it and find uh, groups in your area. They're all, they're international and, and start working with other writers and, and have a, a critique group. So, and have other people read your work to you and don't give up. Kim, you have your love question that you can ask. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm a writer, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't sing. People beg me not to, I think, actually. So <laughs> my kids did, at least. That's uh, a story wrote, right there. See, this is where my brain works. There you go. There the you kid go. who wanted to sing and everyone said, don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. So, um, but I, I spent a year trying to figure out the true meaning of love. I was in Haiti most of the time when I was there. And, and so I wrote a book on love. Love is. I learned a lot about love. And there is something special about your books that I think exude love. And I don't know if you if you feel that way or if that's something that you try to put into every book, but but it just feels that way to me. What it what is it? What is it for you? No one's ever put it that way. It's an interesting um comment to make and, and thought to have. Um I, I I'm not really sure how to even respond to that, other than I, I think it, it must be something that's coming out of me. Because I'm writing them and illustrating them, but I, I yeah, that's that's my personality. Um, might not be when I talk to people necessarily, but it's clearly coming out of my work. Uh, I think there's something so magical about kids. Um, I was just talking about my my grandson's about he's turning three this week, and and I've been reading to him since my daughter was pregnant. I mean, just you know, talking to the belly, and and. We ran out of books on his bed the other day and I didn't want to get up, but there was a truck. So I read in the truck. <laughs> I just picked up the truck and pretended to turn pages on it and made up a story. And I just feel like that's just become so much so intertwined with my daily life that I'm having fun and it must come through in, in, the, art, in, the, in the art and the story, hopefully. That's fantastic. Yeah. Best place people can find information on you and purchase all your books. Where can they go? Uh, my name, BarneySaltzberg.com shows all my books. I don't sell them from the site. I'm a huge believer in independent bookstores. If you live somewhere where you have one, support them. Even if you can save 10% going online, it's really nice to keep your mom and pop stores in business. Um, and there's independent stores online as well. And there's obviously the giants that we know about. Well, thanks Barney. We appreciate it. It was a great conversation. Thanks and so much. You're doing Thank some you. great things for kids. Thank Take you. care now. Appreciate All right. It. That Bye. was a special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and the Love Is Podcast. Guys, take care. Thank you.